It's Vegas Revealed, episode 94, as international travel resumes here on the Strip, here from the first overseas passengers to touch down. It's huge because my mom's, I haven't seen her for two years, um, and she's coming in for my wedding. I'm getting married in a week and a bit, so we just, she just made it just in time. And our chat with a Vegas fan in the UK who can't wait to be back in his favorite city. We've got a trip booked for next September, four days in Vegas, Park MGM. However, we're eyeing up Christmas because we're like, we cannot go that long without getting back to Vegas. <laughs> then, what we're just finding out about vaccine status as the national finals rodeo is set to arrive. Plus, could an eyesore on the strip finally turn into a functional resort? There's a lot to talk about today. Spin that wheel, George. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 94. And as we uh, sit down and record today, Dana, we are seeing some faces that we haven't seen in Las Vegas in over two years. We're talking about international travelers being welcomed back to Las Vegas. I'm Sean McAllister, along with Dana Roselli. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been about 20 months, so finally we'll get to see some of those people visit us. And it's funny because it's been so busy lately that I'm like, wow, we're going to have even more visitors than normal. So I expect it to be a very crowded month here in Las Vegas. Well, and that's the thing. As we head into December, usually the two weeks before Christmas and the week after Christmas are usually pretty slow. They're really, really slow times. New Year's Eve is mixed in there. That's busy. But other than that, there aren't a lot of conventions happening. And visitation is generally just low because people tend to take that time to spend with their families. I have a feeling, though, that could change this year. Yeah, and especially if people take advantage of some deals. We're going to talk to Chris Phelps, who is itching to get back here to Las Vegas. And he was giving us kind of some insight on some of the prices out there for airlines, because we haven't looked, really. But he is uh, looking to get back in September and then maybe even around the holidays. So he said it's pretty affordable. Yeah, he lives over in the UK, a, a frequent Vegas visitor before the pandemic. So you'll hear from him uh, coming up. But the big news is these uh, the Virgin Atlantic plane that touched down in Las Vegas was the first one since March of 2020. And that was pretty exciting for the people on board. It's really, really exciting to have them back. Virgin gives us the leisure passenger. So we know the pent-up feel for international was going to come back as quickly as domestic. So after the government's worked everything out with the protocol and the airline takes care of that with each of the passenger, we knew that this flight was going to be filled, and it is. Yeah, that was a very happy director of aviation over at our airport. Now, here's an interesting kind of number. Las Vegas welcomed 5.7 million international travelers in 2019, which resulted in $4.8 billion in direct economic impact. So you can only imagine why she's so happy. Yeah. And all of Las Vegas is happy. It's all part of our you know economic recovery. No kidding. And so as of right now, uh, Virgin Atlantic Airways is flying from London to Las Vegas. Starting November 15th, British Airways is going to be flying in, uh, followed by KLM, Royal Dutch Airlines, and Copa Airlines, starting uh, both of those on December 7th. 
One of the passengers on the first Virgin Atlantic flight into Las Vegas was Stephen Stanley, and he shared his feelings just moments after he stepped off the plane. I'm really excited. Um, I mean, I'm so happy it hurts, to be honest. Um, here to see some friends I haven't seen in a long time. Been a couple of years. Haven't been on a plane for two years, so amazed to be back in Vegas, yeah. Yes, people excited to arrive here in Las Vegas. And also a little note, a lot of our entertainers that were here during the pandemic that are from the UK and have family or have family overseas haven't been able to go there because they can't get back because they're not a U.S. citizen. So I was noticing, too, a couple different groups on Facebook that perform around town all on a plane out to go see their family. So um Excited for them, because I know it's been a long time coming for them to see their family. Yeah, it certainly has. And they'll be able to get back this time. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. As long as you're fully vaccinated, you you have no problem traveling in and out of the United States. Yeah. And and I just wanted to point out, too, uh, regular nonstop service from Mexico resumed way back in July of 2020. So we've had that going, and that's why we've seen a lot of our friends in Mexico vacationing. (laughs) And then Canada resumed earlier this year. So now we're pretty much... Ready to go. Yeah, we have those transoceanic flights that are up and running now. So welcome to all of the the overseas travelers who are who have plans to be here in Las Vegas. And one of those overseas travelers is Chris Phelps. He's a UK man who regularly traveled here to Las Vegas before the pandemic shut down. And we wanted to get his take on uh, the feelings overseas for travel resuming here to the United States and to Las Vegas. All right, we have dialed in the UK. We have Chris Phelps on the line with us right now. And he's coming to us from England and super excited about the new travel restrictions easing up and he's going to be able to get to Las Vegas. Yeah, and Chris, we just saw that the first international travelers are now here on the soil in Las Vegas. Uh, But you have a trip planned coming up here too. First of all, welcome and then tell us about your trip. Oh, thank you. An honor to have me on, guys. I absolutely adore the show. So thank you for your content. It's amazing. Um, We love that. I should have been in Las Vegas last week. My daughter was 21 and I've been quite a few times. I love Las Vegas. I made the mistake of bringing her when she was 18. I was 40 in 2018 for Thanksgiving week. That's when my birthday is. And she couldn't do anything. She'd just become an adult in the UK and she literally couldn't gamble, drink anything. So I've been, we've been the worst parents ever, me and my wife. So we, we vowed we will bring her back. One of my sisters lives in Vancouver. She comes down from Vancouver to stay and we all have a great time in Vegas usually. So three years we've been waiting and then the pandemic hit. So we were should have been here. We've been away to Greece, but now we're edging to, we've got a trip booked for next September, four days in Vegas, Park MGM, and then we've got New York as well going to stay near Times Square. However, we're eyeing up Christmas because we're like, we cannot go that long without getting back to Vegas. <laughs> so it was it was quite emotional seeing everyone uh, in Vegas, people I know, and also the simultaneous flights that Virgin British Airways did where both planes took off exactly the same time and pretty much landed as well. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, and obviously we're seeing the reaction of travelers as they touch down here in Las Vegas. And there's incredible excitement for people to be back here to one of their favorite global yeah. destinations. But but what is it like on the ground there in the UK? I mean, for for your 
your neighbors, for, you know, people you run into on the street? Like, can you give us a sense of what it's like to now just have the ability to have international travel at your fingertips again? It's such a good question because, I mean, like yourselves, everywhere's been so restricted. We could go within Europe, but there were so many hoops you had to sort of jump through to get there. Obviously, like yourself, the testing, everything. And then for a long time, we had to do staycations within the UK, and that was quite an eye-opener, but really nice to find some places in the UK that you would never normally go to. I think having the discussions with a lot of my friends, it's a lot of them are very cautious because they're sort of thinking, well, I want someone else to go, to go through all that. A lot of people are saying they don't want to come over to the US because they think the queues are going to be really bad at passport. I think they're worried that if they do get COVID, it's such a long way away, you know, what the restrictions. Because in, in Europe, a lot of the times when people have gone away and they've contracted COVID, they're literally in a hotel for 10 days at their expense and it costs them thousands of pounds. So so that's a real worry. However, myself, I'm, I'd go to Vegas, a gamble. I'm happy to take that gamble if I can get over to America. I absolutely love your country. So it is, it is a worrying time, but people are thinking, well, this is hopefully the final step back to some sort of normality. You know, our world is never going to be the same again, but we will be in something that we can all relate to and start enjoying life again, hopefully. Well, in September, you're right, is a long ways away. So I have a feeling we're going to see you in, in around the holidays. I mean, what are flights? Yeah. Have you even browsed? What are flights like right now? Are they cheap? Are they expensive? They're, they're quite cheap, actually. It, I mean, I have the My Vegas app, so I'm always playing the virtual slots. So we get a lot of offers when we come over. So we try and book the flight and then we, we'll get the stay when we come over to Vegas, you know, in very, various different hotels. It's around about, I'd say in dollars, it's probably about eight, nine hundred dollars for a return flight at the moment, which isn't too bad. And we do have like the British Airways and Virgin holiday sales. They usually they would come towards the end of the year and early part of next year. But it's not too expensive. And obviously, you know, if you play it right when you get to Vegas, you, you can do the bit of gambling but you've got your drinks on the slots things like that so there's these ways around it but it, it's not too expensive and a lot of the holiday firms are doing good packages at the moment which is great there's some really good deals out there it's just a case of hunting them down especially now we're open however i am of the opinion i'm sure i'm sure the prices are going to go up now that everything's open mm, i know we might have to lock it in yeah and speaking of locking things in have you made an itinerary yet have you have you scheduled out what your vegas trip is going to look like the activities that are on your wish list all that uh, well my wife has always wanted to go to the grand canyon and i know that's a day out and every time we've gone we've never never done it and we've stayed longer than three or four days and we usually stay for over a week so we've got to do it this time. I know it's a short stay. We have to do that. Yeah. I went up the strat last time and did the roller coaster that hangs you over the edge. Uh -huh. And then the one that was like a spider, because I, I do like my YouTube vlogs, I'm on there and the spider one, it was too windy. I literally sat in the seat and they were like, no, you cannot go. So I've got a date with that. And we've got a couple of shows we want to see. My wife is saying she wants to go and see Thunder Down Under, I think it is. So <laughs> I we went to see the Peep show a few years ago in 2013 with Coco, Ice-T's wife, not yep. knowing what the show was really at Planet Hollywood. And then um, it was more of obviously for guys, really, I think at the time myself. So, so I always go out like, oh, it's a great show. So I owe her Thunder from Down Under. So I've got to go there, I think, next time. <laughs> well, what are some other shows that you want to see? That's hilarious. Uh, well, I saw Michael Bublé going to have a residency coming. I'm not sure whether he's going to be here in, in September. I know Sting's obviously listened to your podcast as well. The Sting stuff is really good. He's yeah. uh, from Newcastle. 
I always feel like we've missed out, like even Elton John, and that he's very difficult to get tickets for in the UK, and he doesn't do a lot of gigs when he was in Vegas. Even the Donnie Marie stuff and that, they're not doing it together anymore. There was various things. We've done a lot of the Cirque du Soleil. We've done the Beatles. I did the Elvis one as well. That was a great one. Oh, yeah. Ka, we've seen. So we, we usually sort of pick and choose. The last time was at the Strat, and we went to see the Michael Jackson one. That was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. That was a good night. That was a very good dancer as well. Well, Donnie has his own show now, and we loved it. So we recommend Donnie if that if if you're looking because you were talking about Donnie and Marie. It's a good show. There's so many good shows out there right now. Oh, Sean and I were always saying like we don't know if it's like the long break that everyone had like time to like plan out their show a little more and think of all these creative things and perfect them. But the the entertainment right now is excellent. Yeah, it is, and and, and I know one of my friends who comes over he goes to Vegas more than me he he had the chance to see Queen with Adam Lambert and I'd love to see them and I know they they haven't got at all announced at the moment especially not in Vegas but even Rod Stewart people like that they're all in Vegas it's something different Robbie Williams was there a couple of, well I think last year as co-hit he had a, a residency as well so and Matt Goss another UK guy he's been there for years Matt Goss he's really good yeah he is really good. <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. We, we I was going to say, although now he's closer to you he than he is to us. <laughs> he's spending some time over in the homeland. Yeah, he is. Yes, kind of stuck over there for a little bit. But um, we produced one of his podcasts. So, yeah, we're very familiar of what it's kind of been like. But it's interesting because, you know, we do have so much to do. But every person that we talk to that visits Las Vegas, we feel like they have, like, a certain thing that they love the most about it. So what do you love about Las Vegas? I love spending it with my wife and my daughter's going to be an extension when she comes. When we've, we've came before, it was my wife's uh, 40th in 2012. That was our first visit. I'd had a childhood ambition to get to America, especially Vegas. And we literally did, it was Chandler, uh, Chandler, it was Ross and Rachel when they did sort of Vegas. And we, you know, obviously we didn't get remarried, but we, we would do a casino cross. So I think we started in Gillies in the Gillies bar and there was the the, the, the bull, the automatic bull thing on and people were getting rather drunk. And then we lit, we were staying at the MGM both times. So we would just casino hop all the way back and end up in New York, New York, the piano bar. I love all that. I love music. I was in, I was in a band for a long time. So I love like just seeing live music and just the aura of being in Las Vegas. There's nothing like it. I cannot explain why I love the city so much. I mean, I've just, I'm, I've got a sleeve done now this last year because I couldn't go a Las Vegas sleeve and uh, tattoo and everything. I'm absolutely, oh. I mean, I sound like I'm, I'm too obsessed, but it's just, anybody who knows me knows that it's just Vegas. And when I'm with my wife's uh, Sam together, it's just great. We just play the slots. We don't do the tables. We just yeah. do the slots and we yeah, just get very drunk usually. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> well, I love that you have the whole body art that was inspired yeah. by the, I guess absence makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't yes. it? Oh yes, yeah. I'll I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, it's it's not finished yet, but yeah, I had. I've even got the zip code eight nine one zero nine on my arm. I've had that put on and everything. So yeah, that's I, my I, zip uh, code. Love... That's so funny. Yeah, I live yeah. at the strip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing, amazing. I know. So, well, listen, we're excited for you. Browse around. Get here before September. Um, and tell us a little bit about your travel blog too before you go, because I know you have a YouTube channel. I was looking at some of the videos. You do a nice job. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it was inspired by Vegas. I started doing that. There should be more Vegas. I've only got one Vegas vlog on from my Thanksgiving 2018, but it's Felt's travel vlogs. And I just, when we go away from my family, we just sort of video everything. I, I annoy my wife and daughter a lot because I've always got a camera out or a, a, a gimbal, you know, filming everything. But yeah, just on YouTube, we do that. And I do the podcast like you guys as well. So I've been trying to get one of my friends. He's been to Vegas a lot more times than me. And we're trying to get a 
a a UK Vegas one we were at one point, but it's never took off. But yeah, absolutely. Just anything like that, the medium, and especially what you guys do, I love it. Yeah, maybe you need like a UK revealed. We could be like a whole Oh, there we of, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for, for your time and your perspective. And we can't wait to see you back on the ground here in Las Vegas. Thank you so much, guys. And I love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. Great to talk to Chris. He usually DMs us on Twitter, always listening to the podcast. We love that we've been able to provide some, you know, kind of information and some excitement for him as he gets ready to come back to Las Vegas. Wanted to point out, he also hosts a bunch of different podcasts, so we're going to put that in our listener notes if you want to go find Chris. He's got a reality cast podcast where they talk about reality shows. He's got the VHS Strikes Back and the Comics in Motion Network. So lots of stuff there if you're interested in any of that. And stick around here on Vegas Revealed because coming up in tips, Chris has a good one for anyone with international travel plans. It'll definitely save you some time on your next trip. So that's still to come here on Vegas Revealed. And I wanted to talk about this, which in, in some ways could be a tip. I We got this release a while ago, and I just found it in my inbox. I was like, wait, we haven't talked about this yet. And it's New Year's Eve plans on Fremont Street at the Fremont Street Experience. So it's an 80s and 90s themed dance party that they're having for New Year's Eve. And guess who's going to be there? Vanilla Ice, The Village People, Bobby Brown, Tone Loke, Man. and more. Oh, my goodness. That is a lineup. That is a good time. And if you've ever seen what it looks like down on Fremont Street for New Year's Eve, it is mm. a party. It I sure mean, they is. shut down the strip to traffic, to vehicle traffic, so that, you know, pedestrians can pack Las Vegas Boulevard. But downtown on Fremont Street, it, it's kind of uh, all cordoned off. So you have to buy a ticket to get in. And by the way, tickets are already on sale uh, for this New Year's Eve bash down on Fremont Street. Uh, they go for about 35 bucks, but you need a ticket to get in. And once you're in, it is just a huge party. And of course, there's the canopy over top Fremont Street experience. A lot of times they put different uh, broadcasts up on the canopy to welcome in the new year and show the fireworks that are going on around Las Vegas and around the world. So it really is a great time. Yeah, so if that is your thing, definitely get tickets and get out there. Uh, we hope for good weather this year. Sometimes we have a really mild New Year's Eve. Sometimes we don't. But under that canopy and all the people there, it kind of stays a little warmer. It does. And you're pretty, sh pretty much shoulder to shoulder. And Bobby Brown will be heating it up. If that's your prerogative. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. What else is going on on New Year's Eve? On the Strip, we've talked a little bit, but the full rundown, we've got what? Maroon 5 coming in, Lizzo, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars. So Las Vegas is the place to be for New Year's Eve, and now everyone overseas can come too. That's right. And that's not even everything that's going on. So uh, we'll compile a full list of New Year's Eve goings on and have that on the Vegas-Revealed.com. Um, in the in the next week or so. Um, something else that is kind of big news here in Las Vegas, there is an eyesore on the Las Vegas Strip, this building that was that began construction. I mean, I'm, I think probably like 2007. It's been years and years, like 15 years, really, that has just sat there. When the first recession hit, construction stopped on this building. 
And it's just been sitting there rotting. It's changed hands a couple times. That's the word. They held a big press conference this week, and they say it's going to open in the fourth quarter of 2023. And it's again, we're going back to the Fountain Blue Las Vegas. Because then it was supposed to be something else. Then it was supposed to be the Drew. And now it's back to the Fountain Blue, which is exciting because that was originally what it was supposed to be. So they're calling it in their little bio, Modern Luxury and Timeless Elegance. So it sounds like it's going to be a nice resort. Um, It's supposed to resume and everyone's responding with, I'll believe it when I see it. Because it has been a long time. But like, I hope this is the one, right? (laughs) You know, they, it's, they say that there's going to be 3,200 construction jobs that are going to be created to, you know, really shift into high gear and get this building done. Um, 6,000 employees that are going to work there once the hotel finally opens. So once this is completed, it'll kind of be the, the finishing touch on the north end of Las Vegas Boulevard. You'll have the Win and Encore, you'll have Fountain Blue, you'll have the Sahara, and then you get up to the Stratosphere and Resorts World and all that. So it really is going to tie the strip together where there has been kind of a void. Listen, I have a view. And my view is this unfinished building for seven years. So I am excited for it to be done. And let me tell you, last night I was sitting on the balcony and I noticed lights on inside. I was like, I haven't seen lights on inside. And I was looking on Twitter and some of the management and stuff were doing some tours through the building. So, yeah, so the lights are on. I am ready for it to be finished. I know so many people are. And you're right. It's going to really complete that kind of area that, you know, it's some parts are run down up there in the northern part of the strip. And so they need to kind of bring some stuff in to get it vibrant and get all those areas functioning because there's too many spaces. Spaces and pockets of, you know, land that are not occupied. And it just kind of creates just sort of a bare kind of dirty look. So I'm excited for this to be done. Yeah, it really will be nice to have a, a nice polished section of Las Vegas Boulevard there once the Fountain Blue opens uh, toward the end of 2023. Yeah, and this weekend, which when the podcast runs, it'll be going on. But we have this big festival right around there, too, with the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. That's right at Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, just to the the south of the stratosphere, right next to the Sahara. And uh, that's going to be November 12th to the 14th. So by the time you listen to this, it may have already passed. But huge lineup. Um, But just talking about things getting back in use again. It'll be nice to see that area. It's a really nice festival ground area. Um, get used again the lineup is huge there's tons and tons of acts uh, performing all weekend long Post Malone uh, Doja Cat I mean you name it all sorts of groups and they have three stages going at once well it sounds like there's going to be plenty of entertainment for people who decide to to head out there and you're right those festival grounds are a good place to host an event like this and now that I have an iPhone 13 Sean I'm going to be able to get some great close-up pictures oh head out on the the balcony and the telephoto yeah (laughs) all right and pretty soon the national finals rodeo will be here in las vegas the first couple weeks of well it's the first 10 days i should say usually of december so we're excited to have them back in town brings in tons of people and when sean was saying that it gets a little quiet uh toward the christmas holiday it does in the second half of december we always have that NFR and uh, that's at the beginning of December and we've got Cowboy Christmas and all sorts of events up and down the strip 
Yeah, and you know the big question was as people gather for the rodeo, uh, was our vaccines going to be a requirement in order to get inside and watch the rodeo and also go to some of the events surrounding the rodeo like Cowboy Christmas. That's a big uh, retail event that happens. It has everything cowboy you can imagine. Um, And then there's parties, concerts, all that stuff going on as well. Uh, But it was just announced that no, vaccines are not going to be required. However, you will have to wear a mask in order to get into any of the events surrounding the rodeo and the rodeo itself. Well, yeah, I mean, right now, masks are still required indoors, so we don't know when our governor's going to lift that or make some changes. Remember, there was two criteria we needed to meet. So some people were talking about possibly December 1st, so we'll have to see. We're still at the beginning of November. And this won't be the only, you know, large-scale event uh, to not require vaccines but go with the mask requirement. Um, Golden Knights games are the same way. You have to wear a mask, but they're not requiring you to show proof of vaccine. Okay, interesting. Hey, a big event that happened at Allegiant Stadium, um, just to talk about Mick Jagger and the Stones. People seem to enjoy that show, and I love that he took, like, in all these hot spots in Vegas right before the show. He posted some pictures. We have them on our Twitter uh, of visiting downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. I think he was at Red Rock. And then the Neon Boneyard. And then a couple other spots, too, that I actually didn't even, I didn't recognize one. But it was just kind of like a plaza area. It might have been a friend's shop or something like that. I think it was a car shop. Yeah, Mick Jagger was taking in all the Las Vegas sites. It was fun to see him out and about. Like, he was kind of in his own little element. Yeah, he was. And people were going, how do people not recognize him? I'm like, well, out at Red Rock. I mean, and then if he's at Fremont, he had the mask on probably until he stopped to take the picture. So the mask might be kind of good for these celebrities that might want to get out and about and not be seen, (laughs) right? Because no one can really tell it's them. Be a little incognito. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Hey, what do you say we dive into tips? Yeah, we're going to send it over to Chris this time. Let's get right to it. And Chris, before we let you go, um, I know that... You've listened to Vegas Revealed. You know at the end of each episode, we give our our tips in each podcast. From a a traveler's point of view, from an international traveler's point of view, do you have any tips that would help other travelers coming into town? Yeah, one of the tips, and this is more for when you're on the plane, I found, is we went on a jumbo, and in certain websites, you can find out what's the best seats on the plane and everything like that. And we always made the mistake, Sean, of being at the back of the plane. And when you get off at Vegas, if you're an international traveler, unless you're boxed very clever, you're going to be a long time getting through customs. So I always make sure we are sat right near where the exit is for the plane. We've just done it coming away from Greece. I'll go online and check it because that can be an hour, an hour and a half, just dependent. And especially now with everything, you know, your credentials, you're going to have to prove that you've been vaccinated and everything. So that would be my tip. And also play the slots. If you're running low on money, play the slots because, you know, you always get a drink. I know they're introducing where you've got to pay so much on certain casinos now, but uh, yeah, they're my main tips. It's more, we don't really come on a massive budget, so we box clever really, but yeah, they're my main two, definitely. That's a great I love that. That's great. Really good tips. Sit toward the, you're right, that line, it's the panic of like, you're finally there and then you've got this long line and nobody wants to deal with that, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Because you're so tight. It's a 10 hour flight from the UK. So by the time you get off, I want to get on the strip, you know, so yeah, definitely, definitely helps. 
And that wraps it up for episode 94. A quick note, we are going to be headed out over to Harrah's Las Vegas, where they have this new Whitney Houston hologram show. Whitney back up on stage in all her glory as a hologram. Hmm. So we're interested to check this out and and let you know our thoughts. Yeah, and so many people have said, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, so I'm interested to see how they're going to do it, if, you'll, if I'll love it, if it'll be like creepy i'm just gonna be honest like i don't don't know know. i don't know (laughs) so but i love whitney houston music um i have a a fabulous videotape of me lip syncing how will i know (laughs) when i tried out for putting on the hits do you remember that show putting on the hits are you kidding me (laughs) remember that i tried out oh my god i have i have a tape (laughs) sean i will show it to you of me doing how will i know by whitney houston i did not make it on the show but putting on the hits was putting a lip. On the hits. Was a li- was it just from in our area? In I Rochester? don't know. No, I think it was a national. I show. think it was national, but yeah. but it could have been just local too. <laughs> I knew if I didn't tell you about that, that you. Oh would my laugh. god! That was a great show. It was all lip syncing. Remember? Bowling for dollars and putting on the hits. I was already. You had a star. TV ambitions long before your your career began, Roselli. <laughs> All right, we'll dig that out at some point. <laughs> By the way, um, Chris sent us a picture of his tattoo. We interviewed Chris earlier from the UK. His Vegas tattoo. So maybe we'll put that up on our Instagram story, too, in case you're interested to see how it's coming along. And a reminder, you can find uh, some great merchandise to keep you warm during the winter months here in Las Vegas on our Vegas Revealed Merchandise Store. We have a link down in our show notes, along with a link to donate to the podcast if you'd like to help financially uh, support and keep the podcast going thank you for joining us and have a great week everyone hope to see you soon it's only